Hello, divine, beautiful souls. This is Energy Speaks Podcast with your host, Catriel. This week, we have two special guests here tonight. We have Ellie Troutman, the mystic mermaid uh, with the tarot. Say hi. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> and then we have returning guests. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just literally Deborah lost. Gabriel. Thank you. I heard Gabriel. <laughs> Apparently, Archangel Gabriel is here with us tonight. <laughs> I believe that. There we go. <laughs> um, so let's start with you, Ellie. Like, you have so many beautiful gifts. I, I, I'm going to do a little back story a little bit. So she works at Plant Love. I will say, like, I came outside Plant Love this past week and did not realize it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and I got drawn outside because I was, you know, having a lot of, like, I need to stay in my heart and I need to be in my magic. And I look out and I'm like, there's a tarot reader. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that'll make me be in my art. <laughs> and so I was with my friend Dara, who's been on this podcast previously, and walk outside and we have such a beautiful session with you, like talking so many cool things. Like, please tell us all about what you do. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I do tarot reading. Um, I guess we should do a little backstory. Mm -hmm. I am a, was a geologist. I worked for the state of Florida. What? I, so I was very much my masculine, had to get the degree because that's what my family wanted. Um, and I did it for about a year, the nine to five life. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this any longer. About halfway through that, human design, tarot, and astrology all came at me at the same time. And so I was here, I was in my nine to five, using my eight hours a day not barely doing my work, falling behind, but like really captivated by these three things and like spending a lot of my time researching that. Uh, didn't quite know how I was going to make it my career, but I knew that I really loved it. So I just quit my job. I had no plan. Um, and then COVID hit three months later. Wow. Yeah. So fortuitous timing. Right. Isn't it? And you know what's funny? This is, this is a sidetrack, but I actually tried to convince my bosses to let me work from home because it was 45 minutes away. It was a, it was, it was a drive, too, in Tampa. Wow. So from same to Tampa, 45 minute commute. So it wasn't just a nine to five, it was a seven to eight or, or like seven to Seriously. six, you know, when you with the travel and all that. Wow. Um, so anyway, yeah. They, they wouldn't do it, but then, you know, three months later, COVID hit, and everybody's working from home anyway. So and it's to all you people who work from home, you are welcome. I helped pave that road for you. <laughs> hey, a little loud. For many years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, quit. No plan. Didn't, didn't figure it out. So that was 2019 into 2020. Spent all 2020... Um, really just, you know, I, that's when I started working on Plant Love as well. Matt brought me on and because I met him in that time. Okay. And in between my transition, he helped me actually move out of my house. We, you know, we got really close um, and especially working on Plant Love. And that only, I think, pushed me further down the path. Um, so now that's how I got into that kind of stuff. Now, what do I specialize in now? I do human design reports. Wow. And so what is human design? I've been manifesting this moment, so I'm like, <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> so we'll have to look at your, you're probably a manifest generator, I think, right? Is that yeah. what you said you were? So interesting. We'll get into that. So what is human design, right? It is an alchemization of five different fields of study. We have Western astrology, the I Ching, the Chinese I Ching, 
the the sh- uh, Brahmin chakra system, the seven chakras, which we'll get into because there's actually nine in human design, but that's a whole thing. And um, what did I say? Oh yeah, in the Kabbalistic tree of life, right? And so it, yeah. it brings in all of those things, and that's it's really hard to without uh, visuals, but within each of us, we have these centers. They're all the same within each of us, but some of them are defined and some of them are undefined. And so when you have a defined center, you're reliably, you reliably have that energy that's available there. Mm. And when it's undefined, undefined, this is where you have the most amount of uh, opportunity for wisdom gaining mm. because you're susceptible to your environment, so it's always changing, mm. which is mm. causing you to grow. This is really, really cool. Um, oh, sorry, I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> she looked over and I was like, What's over there? <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like a little snapshot because human design is like, there's so many layers. So um, it's good for a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a little being able to dive into all that. Um, and so there's four types of human design, uh, of energy types within the human design system. And there's generators, reflectors, projectors, and manifestors. Um, well, what would you say? Would there be five with being manifest generator? Not so. That's an interesting question because in the book it says that manifest generators are a subtype of generators. It's an it, it, ah. it's a later hybridization of manifestors and generators. But it, you still listen to the generator uh, strategy and authority. Interesting. I guess we should explain what strategy and authority are. Yeah. Um, so with each type, <clears throat> you have a different strategy and authority that we listen to, that we go by. So let's talk about the generators because that is 70% of our population. Okay. So the, like, the nine to five and all that is basically um, created off of the generator type because 70% of the, it's like, so you have your sacral defined, which means that's your battery source. So for generators, um, you know, y- you wake up and you have this reliable energy there that needs to be used, whether that's through exercise, through creative work, through, you know, you have this endless, like not endless, but you have a, quite a bit of supply of energy there that needs to be used or you'll be restless, you'll feel out dissatisfied, mm-hmm. which is your not self theme, which we'll, g- we'll get into that. Um, see, it's so easy to jump around. There's so many different topics within this. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back. I, I'm to already some. fascinated. Yeah, it's it's been life changing, and the whole point of it is that. So let's let's talk about that too. We'll, we'll have to uh, come back to the strategy and authority. Let's put a little pin on that. But um, the whole point of human design is to optimize your energy and to let the universe or god divinity whatever experience through you versus you experiencing the universe so what that means is like your con so as generators right we respond so with our with our aura we're magnetizing we're always drawing in uh opportunities we're dropping it drawing in people that we need and so when we initiate um that goes against our strategy and that can cause us to run into resistance it can cause us to you know, get frustrated, which is our not self theme. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy when you start looking into this stuff and like realizing like, wow, like me quitting my job, I initiated it and it caused so much friction in my life. Whereas if I would have responded, like maybe I would have been fired and that would have been divine timing. 
you know, things like that. Um, Were you reacting when you made that decision? Absolutely. Responding? I, I was reacting because I initiated quitting. Okay, that's kind of goes back to our conversation about the vagus nerve. Oh, I don't. I wasn't here for that. You're familiar with va- polyvagal theory? I'm not. There are three states your autonomic nervous system can be in. The ideal state is called ventral, and that's where you can think and speak and do what you need to do to get through your day. The other two states are deer in the headlights or totally fight or flight. So I just shared a technique to help you get into your ventral state using body movements, drinking water, and breathing a little bit. Okay. Wow, cool. Yeah. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so with the... uh, Yeah, so like, so so generators are to respond, right? Um, That's our strategy. Um, And the authority is different to each person. So for me personally, I have my solar plexus defined, so that's my authority. I listen to that, right. which means I'm not supposed to respond in the moment. I don't have um, spontaneous authority because there's a em- emotional filter that's on it. So I have to really, I have to make sure that I sleep on decisions, on big decisions, that make sure I like, I am consistently excited about the opportunity, not just in my high or in a low. Okay. And other people, it's different. Some people have sacral, like like pure manifest generators. They they only listen to their sacral, which is very much in the moment. There's like a guttural response, like a uh-huh or an uh-uh. Like you'll literally make that verbal cue because that was like way before uh, language formed. We had vibrations within the body that like surfaced. I think my friend Andrea told me that my solar plexus is defined. So yeah, you have an emotional um, authority. Okay. So you should wait a couple of days before making big decisions because you could be like in a high where you're like, yeah, I want to do that. And then when the time comes, you're like, fuck, like that's not really what I wanted to do. <laughs> that's what uh, I've been literally experiencing. That is why I went and got a reading. I have a good affirmation for that. Okay. I say yes when I mean yes. I say no when I mean no. Hmm. I love that. Okay. But even that can be hard for an emotionally defined, a, sol- a solar plexus defined uh, person because you can say yes and mean it in that moment. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And you can be like, like there's been times where I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited by this opportunity. But then the day comes and I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy for it. That's not what I really want to do. But, <laughs> if you, but like if you wait a couple of days to respond and you're still excited about it and you've gone through your levels of like highs and lows and there's like you're in your average state, your your normal resting state and you still want to do it, then that's a yes. That's exactly what I've been yeah, like I trying to to put myself in kind of like the 3-day thing, like there's three days before you can like actually get married, three days to buy a gun, those type of thing. Mm. Like I feel like that 3-day period, 72 hours, sacred numbers, like means something (laughs) absolutely so like is that associated specifically with the generators a lot of times or does it not does it matter the solar plexus yeah um so like i guess we can get to the types because it's not specific to generators because you can also be an emotional projector you can be an emotional um manifester now the only one that won't have that is a reflector because all of their centers are open or undefined oh like so they don't have any definition 
Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I used to date one. Uh, what does that even mean? Like, uh, there are four types. Yep, four types. Projector, manifester, reflector, and generator. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Um, so a reflect, like you asked, what does that mean? So a reflector has no definition in their entire bot in their human design. And so what they're, so they're called what we call a non-energy type. What? Same as projectors. They're also a non-energy type because they don't have a, a motor defined. So they're sacral, right? It's not defined. Whereas generators and manifestors, um, will have some sort of motor defined, whether that's their sacral or their, um, root and whatever, so on and so forth. There's a couple different uh, motors. Um, so, ref so reflectors are here to guide, like because they're taking in other people's energies, their environment's energies, they're very affected by their environment. And so they're here to be like a waypoint for their environment. So a lot of like re reflectors are like center of the community because they're able to reflect the community at, at, at large. And so if the community is like in a state of funk or they're not doing too well, the reflector will really feel that. <laughs> it sounds like empathy. It's empathy uh, on a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like the, the um, have you ever heard of a Hayoka? I haven't. So there's a Hayoka empath and they're like the sacred clowns. Um, like essentially it's within tribal, um, that they will really reflect back to someone else exactly what, you know, um, oh, reflector. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will. So that's something to note about, uh, any, in any open center or undefined center is that it is an amplifier as well. Ooh. So people that don't have a defined solar plexus and you do, let's say you're hanging out, your auras are exchanging information. You're going to, they're going to feel your emotions, but it's going to be heightened. It's going to be amplified like on steroids, like times two. So if you're angry and you know, you're around this person and they have like an open center or if you're a reflector and you have all open centers and you're reflecting these emotions, it feels like they're really angry. Like if you were a reflector, you would feel like they're like, out like raging even though they're just they're not that angry but you're think you're feeling it as like amplified whoa interesting wow okay i had to take a moment there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which makes sense like if you think about your relationships and like being misunderstood right and people thinking that like I, like for me i struggled with uh anger my whole entire life like it's something mm. that i've come into this life to truly understand and like have patience with yeah um but people would think that i'm like really 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 angry um but i'm like no i'm just like i'm just a little annoyed i'm frustrated like i'm, I'm agitated but they would perceive it as something else i've had that come across um at some point this past week i'm like yeah i know that feels like I'm super, but no, like I haven't even hit any degrees on that for myself. <laughs> but I found out so that I'm also, I think Andrea said I was defined in both um, something having to do with frustration and anger, both of them. Different uh, human design readers will tell you different things based on what they believe. Um, so she's talking about, I don't know if it's like a, your necessarily your definition, but she's talking about your signature. 
Oh, signature. Okay. So, because you're a generator. Yeah. As a generator. Oh, I'm a manifestor generator. Okay, got you. Oh, under yeah, that. sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're a okay. manifest generator, but yeah. I, I see you as under the subcategory of generator. Got it. So, to me, you would, um, your signature is, uh, if you're frustration, that's your not self-theme, and then satisfied is your signature. When you're really in alignment with life, when you're living by your design, when you're doing when you're doing the things that you should, like feel called to do, um, and and you're not meeting resistance, you're satisfied with life. Okay. And you're not self-thing would be frustration. So if every day you wake up and you're frustrated or you're like you're running into resistance, you're hitting things, and you're like you're constantly finding yourself frustrated, you've got to take a step back and say, you know, what am I doing wrong here? Like, yeah, am, I, am I truly living in my authentic self? <laughs> you're literally like opening me up and like saying exactly what I've been saying this past week. I'm like, I got to take a step back. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's really important to do that sometimes. Totally. And like, cause like, um, get yeah. out of your regular routine for a minute. Say that again. Leave your regular routine behind for a minute. I haven't had one. That's the problem. I keep getting adapted to others because of external situations i've been trying to essentially find boundaries and balance in between that but again some things are out of your control sometimes you know like i'm not gonna be like blowing off my mom um because she's got stuff going on you know i have to kind of still help my mom and find peace within myself. It's like, you can't just like, <laughs> bye, Felicia, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so when things come up for you, um, this is a good opportunity oh for you to respond. Instead of trying to initiate, that's when you could be meeting resistance. So if things, if things are out of your control, respond to them. Is it something that you can change? If not, you know, why? What, what, what's the workup about? Right, right. It, well, I part of this week um it's like i've had a kidney infection those are not fun i've had that <laughs> it's not and me too it's, very painful it's really you know at an energetic level it like so my mentor um that i studied orosoma with he always said the kidneys are the ears the energetic ears and it's true because those are our filters right and as of right now there's a lot of energy going on in my life, especially with this move to Israel. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing the best I can to process all of that information and then also things connected directly to my mom. And it's just like a lot of layers, very Scorpio-like. And, <laughs> and then it's just like I've, I've had to like be gentle with myself this week because I like to go all in and and do a bunch of things. But it's like I have to be like, guys, I know I'm normally at this pace. I can't be at this pace right now. I need to rest and and just have a little bit less. Because <laughs> like um, it's, you know, I feel like it definitely has to do with um, that frustration energy. So you're feeling burnt out. 
A little bit, yeah. And then I, my, like she said, I also have a defined soul, uh, sacral, which is anger too, right? Defined sacral is the, is the, what makes a generator a generator. If you don't have a defined sacral, you're not a generator. Okay, okay, so, gotcha. So 70% of the population has the defined sacral. Um, the anger comes from the manifestor portion. Um, so the, the, if you're a manifestor, okay. Meaning that your throat se- sh- uh, your throat center is defined. Yeah. Uh, to a motor, could be your sacral. It could be, um, you know, uh, root or somewhere like a sa- uh, splenica center. But um, when you're uh, not living in your not self theme of a manifestor, you're going to reach anger. The signpost of a manifestor is peace. Mm. So what the manifestor is here to do is inform. So they make decisions, and they inform you that they've made these decisions. And the the informing comes because when you make a decision and you want to go down this path, if you tell people what you're doing after you've already made the decision, they can help you further. They're like, oh, you're doing that? Well, here, I have this person doing this. Maybe it could help you with that. And it connects more things to you, and, they, and they're able to draw things to you. Gotcha. See, that sounds like my Sag. have you found any correlations to these in like certain zodiac like combinations or anything um not really i mean not really because you can be like a manifest generator and be a pisces you can be a manifest generator and be a scorpio like there isn't a correlation in terms of that Mm -hmm. um but if you want to get into like gene keys if you've heard of that okay yes that's actually something i was studying Uh (laughs) yeah gene keys so the i ching so uh, let me show. Human design plays off of the I Ching, right? The sixty-four hexagrams, and that's how they get their sixty-four centers and gates and all that. Gotcha. Or sorry, sixty-four gates, not centers. Well, so human design was brought through by. I mean, uh, sorry. Gene keys was brought through by Richard Rudd off of human design, so they're correlated. Gotcha. I've been trying to see. I can. I connected to um, uh, Gene keys earlier this year. And even bought one of the, you know how they have the smaller books, kind of. Um, oh, like the prosperity sequence or the Venus sequence. Yeah. Yep. I um, what's it's I it's I think it's not the prosperity one, not the Venus one, but the, the other genius one. or the activation. Yeah, it was yeah. the genius I was studying, and I had to put it down for a little bit to kind of integrate that information. It's a lot. Yeah. You'll, you'll run, so that's cool, you start with genius, right, and it's your hologenetic profile, so when you're looking at your, uh, this plays into human design, right, because when you're looking at human design, you have the left side, which is the red, and you have the right side, that's the black, which is your, respectively, uh, subconscious, unconscious, uh, to your conscious side, so the subconscious and the red, that's 88 days before you were born, is when that was created. That's that part of you. It's like that prenatal section when you're in the mm. womb. That's your environment. It's what you've come here naturally already knowing how to do. Oh. They would say, some people say that that's like your physical body. Oh. So then you've got your right side, which is the black, and that's your uh, conscious side, and that's what you've come here to learn. That's your typical, that's what you are, so that's your Scorpio side, right? Okay. The part that you know that. Like, Whereas, like, so I'm a Pisces, but my unconscious is Sagittarius. Mm. Pisces, too. When's your birthday? March 2nd. Mine's February 25th. We're a week apart. Look at that. That's my Amona's birthday. It's your March 2nd. You just told me that (laughs) I remind you of. I know. That's funny. Hey, you know. Eh, Wait, did you say the 28th? 
25th. Oh, 25th. My little sister's the 28th. We have three birthdays in one week in my family. I had uh, my Aunt Mona's um, ex-husband, still my Uncle Johnny, how I look at him. <laughs> he still is. He, he literally had uh, February 29th. So he only got, you oh, know, wow. uh, yeah, he only got that like sucks. older, like every, every four nine? years. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. I'm that's, I would love to study that in astrology. Like, what does that correlate to? Being born on leap day. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. You just gave me something to look into. I know. I just, I was like, <laughs> you want to research together? Like, come back. We'll do a podcast on it. Oh, yeah. A whole podcast on the leap year birthday. <laughs> That's so funny. I guess it's a few years till you have to broadcast that one. Yeah. Is it? I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. Even, I don't even know what year. year. <laughs> like, Think in 24. What have we Because the last leap year was 2020. Oh, we're going oh, wow. in 22. Got it. So we got a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> halfway, halfway you have time to research that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. <laughs> so, Gene Keys. Mm-hmm. The left side is red. No, so that that's still human design. Gene oh. Keys is this book that you can purchase on Amazon. It's like 20-something dollars. Brought through by Richard Rudd. The Gene Keys play off of the I Ching, play off of the... Uh, gates. There's 64 gates in human design. And the human design book goes into it and it talks about like what the different gates are. So I guess we should go into that. It's really hard without visuals, but so if you can imagine <laughs> I wish By I would have... I can help you get those together. Oh, okay. I mean, That's I have... what I do. Yeah, yeah. I have the book and everything and it has it on there and I've created... And I actually have created some visuals and some like what is human design, some basic things on my Instagram, which I, I would love to publish more, but um, you know, time. <laughs> <laughs> um... If you can imagine the chakras, right, uh, it's, they're, they're laid out differently, but within each center, there are numbers, and those are the gates. And so depending on which ones you have active will define your gate, um, will define that, that center. And when a, when a center has a gate that's connected to another gate, another center, that creates a channel. And so that's what gives you definition in human design. And so if you're uh, a generator, a manifest generator, your sacral is defined, and it's going to go, if you're a manifest generator, it goes to your throat, whether it's filtered through solar plexus, through splenic, or straight up, through the G-center, whatever. Um, that's what creates the channels and the definition. Going back to Gene Keys, Gene Keys uses these 64 gates, and it goes further into it. Uh, and it goes further into it. So the Gene Keys, um, Richard Rudd really, really took the 64 um, gates and took it to something else, a whole other level. But like, they're very like oracle when you read them. So the, the, the book is not something that you use, you read as a typical book. It's more of an oracle. So you flip through a certain page or if a certain number has been coming up for you a lot, you know, you'll be like, oh, wow, like. Uh, 33 has been coming up for me. I'm going to go read that gene key. And usually it's like spot on to like what you need to read for that time. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole other like field of study. Like there's a lot that goes into that. Um, thank you. I had a delivery. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, there, there's, um, before we, uh, we take a little break, um, I want to like complete some thoughts first. Yeah, please, please. Um, and we're going to do a part two of this podcast too. So, <laughs> cause there's it's, a lot. It's needed for, for sure. <laughs> um, 
So the the first one I was going to ask you is you mentioned that there's nine different chakras in the uh, so, human design. Yeah, let's break down like what is a chakra, right? And I think there's like it's a very woo-woo term, but a chakra is just <laughs> basically a center that yeah. energy accumulates, right? And then there's meridians that run through our body and they connect our so- our chakras. So right. in a typical the typical seven chakra center, we have you know our crown at the top, then it goes down to the third eye or the pineal gland, which goes down to our throat, goes down to our heart center, down to our solar plexus, down to our sacral, down to our root. Mm-hmm. Human design roughly follows that, but they said that in like I think I can't remember the exact year, but it was like 1781 around there that we had a spontaneous evolution on the human on the planet. That like enough humans, it's kind of like the four minute mile. How before one human could complete a mile in four minutes, we thought it was impossible. But once some one person unlocked it, suddenly the entire world could do a four minute mile like it was nothing. And so when you think about it like that, um, we had seven sh- we had seven chakras, but in that like 1781, the solar plexus evolved. And so um, before that, we didn't have a solar plexus. We didn't have like that emotional uh, filter, which is very interesting. Hmm. Um, and so then what's different in human design, normally where you would think the solar plexus is, that's the G center. They say that's where the soul incarnates. And so people that drink a lot of alcohol, um, it deteriorates those liver cells. And so you've seen people that go down that path of drinking a lot where the point where they lose themselves, they lose their, like they lose contact to their soul basically. Oh, interesting. Ah. And a lot of cultures say that, um, that's where the soul incarnates is the liver. And so the G center is that like rep is that anatomical area of where the liver would be. <laughs> liver. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, and so when you think of the meridians and how they're like the road, the pathways through your body, that's what the center, that's what the channels are in human design as well. The Kabbalistic tree of life right. shows that. Yeah, it definitely you know like especially um, you know being you know studying the Kabbalah. It definitely has that balance with the channels and everything like that. It's just a, a, dare, a very different looking model to it, you know? Yeah. But it's it's interesting. And, and I also find what's interesting is, like, the um, different numbers on the sides. And, like, I noticed on mine, like, there are similar numbers, but they're not always like that. Like, um... What do you mean by the num- the, the gates? Uh, like the, the red and the black and the tr- yeah, and they have like little like plus or minus or something. I don't know. Like I gotta look at mine honestly. Okay, that yeah. So that might be for part two. That one. That yeah, that was part two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and on pause on that one. <laughs> um, and something I wanted to go off of on the yeah. on the shockers is actually they say. Uh, in 2027, we're going to go through another evolution of the human consciousness, and we're going to. Um, have another chakra system that evolves into something else. Wow. And it's kind of be like a bridge between the masculine and feminine to where it just becomes one. And so in the gene keys actually goes into this too. Gene key 37, you can look into that. But Ooh, 37, okay. It's the bridge of the masculine and feminine. And what's interesting about gene keys is it talks about um, there's a shadow frequency level of each gene key or each gate. Mm-hmm. There's a gift version and then there's a city level, S-I-D-D-H-I, not a city that you live in, but like the city which yeah. would be like enlightenment or like um, something like that. Um, a shadow, a what? Shadow, a gift, yeah. and a city, S-I-D-D-H-I. And 
really what those are are just different states of frequency that you're vibrating at when you're looking at this gate. Like, cause we, we all embody all 64 of these gene keys or these gates, um, but they're activated at different times within our lives, or even throughout the day. And, um, you're, you're going through all three at the same, like always. Now the city though, I will say that not many people reach the city level all like usually that's more of like you've embodied this, um, jinky or the gift right and that's more of like buddhic level you'll you'll you might like there there's those times when you're like really blissed out and you're just like total in alignment like the day feels like you're floating on like fucking the, on like on the air like you are jesus on water himself right <laughs> it's, the, it's the big pink cloud yeah right cloud nine but you're that's not sustainable you can't always stay there right you right. can't always vibrate there so at most of the time you're you're vibrating between the shadow and the gift frequency I mean, and we're in a dualistic state that's the 3d but like so we always have that those two vibrations that you can kind of fall between right it sounds like fifth dimension type of stuff yeah well i think yeah fifth dimension would be like escaping the three the three d altogether and the dual and the duality that's what i'm saying yeah, escaping yeah, yeah. the duality that and would be the city being and yes exactly it's the alchemization exactly. of the gift and the shadow and like loving both of them and being able to use them both at the same like <laughs> tapping into both at the same time <laughs> i think i might have just gotten there <laughs> i feel you i just got over my second divorce like figured out what gave me ptsd mm. so i could fix it that's awesome yeah crazy that's sometimes it just takes like shining the light on the problem on the, the sh our shadows and seeing it and then I needed embodying. to get out of my regular routine. Right. That was the big deal. Mm. Yeah, mm. especially depending on like well that that goes into like astrology too. I um, was so gonna <laughs> go there. I was like, y'all's earth, Virgo, routines. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I like I was allergic to routine for a long time as a Pisces. You might I vibrate with the Oh, I hate being in a body. <laughs> I just want to be out there in the ethers flying around. That's why we sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's routine. Like, and that's why a lot of Pisces, Capricorns too, fall into substance abuse as well because they like that altered state of the mind. Uh. I have to admit that I like it, but I'm not an addict. I got <laughs> off opiates. I'm off after 20 years. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. Those Thank are you. hard to kick. Very highly addictive. Yeah. Oh. Addiction wasn't the issue. Just pain. Oh, addiction's just the byproduct of something else deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Add addict. Add. Interesting. I'm just, I love um, looking at words and doing like wordplay. Etymology. Etymology. I was trying to think of the word and I was like, <laughs> It's the freaking word. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both pretty fucking channeled. So like, we were doing that the other night where we were just picking up each other's thoughts. And you're like, holy shit. It's funny cool. how that Vulcan mind meld works. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't looked at your chart, which maybe I'll do that on the break. Um, but like, I know that I have an open head center. Oh, so okay. the top two parts, the Ajna and the head, mm -hmm. neither of mine are defined. And actually, my Ajna is completely open. And so when the center is completely open, that means there's no... Uh, gates at all active in there or dormant or anything interesting and um with an open head center we can act, it's easier for us to t tune in and tap into like a group of people and like pick up on their thoughts and like we never have we don't have like a defined way of like uh, approaching situations or anything like that so we have very we're very always changing wow 
That's so, that's so interesting. Um, hey, a little music to dance <laughs> with. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That means it's eight o'clock p.m. Oh, cool. Uh, what happens at eight? I just it's not five in. o'clock somewhere type of thing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have an alarm set for eight o'clock. It actually PM is five o'clock. And eight o'clock a.m. California. That's California. true. I was like, wait, yes. it is still five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I have an alarm set for eight o'clock a.m. and eight o'clock p.m. Two times a day, I check in, see where I'm at. Ooh. Try to get back to where I want to be. That's powerful. That is like to. to to, to have that check-in ooh yeah i've heard people uh setting alarms to like setting like like make sure you're taking your breaths deep breaths and like mm-hmm. checking and doing the check-ins yeah seeing where you're at and seeing like i used to so as a geologist it was interesting we would keep a uh, you can call it a diary but i mean it's not a diary it's a log. Like a log yeah when you're going to a job site you have to like record like what's the weather like you know what's uh what's our state of mind because that goes into um, how you record things and like the, how you interact with people and who everybody on site and like what's the environment like and so I think that I even do that in my journal now I'll record the weather I'll record so you can see like what's affecting what on you on that day wow it really works well to like literally send you telepathic messages throughout this like I've been wanting to know more about your geologist <laughs> like and I, I was like when am I gonna be able to ask her about that and you like brought it up I'm like this works. Message <laughs> received. I'm fascinated. What did you do as a geologist? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I worked for the state of Florida. I did petroleum cleanup. I was more on the administrative side. So, um, like, we there's uh, the state of Florida has certain programs that allot money based on what the property falls into. So a lot of the times we worked with gas stations and old underground storage tanks, USTs. And so, like, a lot of these places are from, like, the 50s, 60s, 80s, you know, and they've been sitting in there for a long time. This is a total side <laughs> uh, side thing, but um, side tangent. But uh, petroleum seeps through the soil and it leaches out, and so our job would be to go delineate and see how far out it's spread and, like, do we need to do an excavation? Is it not deep enough where we can just kind of dig around the dirt? And, you know, it's crazy. It's a lot of times there would be, like, arsenic there, too, but our, but our uh, my specific company didn't deal with arsenic so we left it there we were only there for petroleum which is really interesting hmm. something to note but Just there's other stuff going on that needs remediation we didn't get there's no money for that i'm an earth steward i feel highly offended yeah just just petroleum uh, but so yeah i did that for a year and just like really just pushing money around and like okay well we can finagle this program here we got to put you there make sure money's going there and i would like um watch the construction crews make sure they weren't cutting corners and the big part of my job is analyzing data and like reading through reports and these tiny little numbers and like making sure they fall just at this level that they need to be and it was very and it was very virgo yeah it was totally like i hated it military (laughs) management style what's that military management style uh i mean like luckily i had a really cool boss but even then like it was like so political like i couldn't even send an email without making sure that like each word was perfect and that was just, I was like, I can't, I, I need my autonomy. I can't do this. Managers used to come to me with s- politically sensitive messages to make sure they weren't getting themselves in trouble. Yeah. Dude, um, you can't get any more earth in Virgo than that. Geologists. Right. Okay. <laughs> working with the earth, literally. 
and like the extraneous data, like details and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that you is really funny to make think about. this stuff up. You really can. And you know what's funny? I have a, a, a numerology app. Like I love I love numerology, and like it's coming to me all the time. There's just another like symbology and things to get into. But my specific numerology, I think it was like my soul expression number or something like that. It said that I would be really into fashion and the pretty things in life. Uh, I'm not. Let me just preface that. Like I'm not <laughs> at all. I have no Libra placements in my chart or like very little Taurus. Uh, so yeah, that's not my thing. But it did say uh, that I could go the exact opposite and get into construction work, which is really funny because that's basically <laughs> what I was in. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to actually ask you, specifically, you brought up an app. Is there an app for human design? Um, on iPhones, there is. I don't have an iPhone. On my on The one that I use is called Genetic Matrix. It's an app for human design, but it does not explain anything. You have to just know. Human, like You have to either read the books. It just, tells, it just shows your chart. You can go into the hologenic profile. It tells you your astrology as well. Um, and you can switch between sidereal and western and all that, but... Oh wow! It doesn't. It doesn't tell you. Uh, and by the way, you can't use sidereal astrology for human design. It specifically says Western astrology. So, like, technically, in sidereal astrology, I'm a projector, but it doesn't. That's not what it was intended for. So you have to use Western. Interesting. When calculating, yeah. So the genetic wow. matrix will give you your chart, but it's not going to tell you shit about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I, I was kind of looking at it from the perspective of like, I keep having people say, can I see your chart? And it's like, is there an app for that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Genetic yeah. matrix or uh, I don't remember because I don't have an iPhone, so I don't remember the other one, but I could gotcha. you know, probably find it really What's quick. What's the but, one on Android? Um, genetic matrix. But like I said, it's not going to tell you anything. It'll just give you your chart. Now you can you'd go. you'd be able to interpret it, right? I can, yeah, I can interpret it for sure. And you can go to Jovian Archives, and they have a chart as well, and they, br I think they briefly, briefly, briefly go over things, but they want you to obviously pay for their readings. Yeah. I, you know, every single time I sign up for that thing, because I keep forgetting where the heck I put it in my stuff, they give me a different version. I don't know how that you works. Were, you were both saying that the other day. That's weird. I wonder if it's like the timing that you're putting in. Um, no, not like that. But I mean, they gave me a two different versions of how they did their information. It was really weird. I I don't know how to explain it. It was the same like actual data, but they had a I don't know like if they did like a special preview that month or something that I happened to send the email again. I don't know. Like yeah, I don't it was know. that's weird. I don't know. Strange. Cuz I don't I don't use that uh, website anymore. That's when I first started getting into human design. I did use Jovian, but obviously I got into the genetic matrix a lot way more. <laughs> I was just given the rainbow, guys. <laughs> Sticky rain notes with two rainbows. Rain two rainbows of post-it notes. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Dude, I didn't even plan that one. <laughs> that was good. Off the cuff. <laughs> I was going to say on that note, um, uh, is there any last words we want to say for part one? Hmm. I guess we could do like just a little quick, quick wrap up of like, you know, what kind of uh, information or how can human design, you know, really help you in your life? And it's, you know, going to these, these it, all it is, it's a self-discovery, you know, uh, method, whether you do Enneagram tests, whether you do, um, 
uh, astrology, whatever. It's all just for you to figure out like who you are, right? Right. And so human design is really going to help you figure out why you are the way you are. Like, um, you know, why are you sensitive to energies in this way? Or why do you think this way? Or, you know, what are, and also what are you here to do? We can get into the incarnation crosses and things like that too, which really gets like, I've done reports for people. And when I read their incarnation cross and I read what they're like, I see what they're doing with their lives. Like and it's an alignment. It's like, wow, that's really freaking cool. Um, and then also I can see when they're not in alignment and how they're in their completely wrong field of work because of their incarnation cross. But anyway, okay, that's a whole tangent. Wow, I love that. Um, So the report is $200 and it's 30 plus pages. Holy mother. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an in-depth report. I include pictures and things like that to really help you understand I seriously like to understand myself better. Yeah, and and I'll, you know, uh, it's all about like your, your optimization of your energy and how you can more accurately... Ex- have the universe express itself through you so that you're always living in like flow versus resistance and constantly like uh, feeling whatever your not self theme is frustration or anger or My bitterness. Moving home just did it for me. I was living in the wrong place. You probably have an open G center, which we can look at your chart and see that too. <laughs> you know, I was going to say we're very similar. You know why? Because it's super funny. Um, I also do booklets, but for astrology. I handwrite a like twenty to thirty page booklet um, that I help teach you know the astrology in part of the book, and then on the other I give like cool things having to do with um, you know like specific types of astrologies that you want to go into, and then I have a channel message throughout the thing. So it's like super funny that we're like generating these like long information stuff. It's like people really need to learn about themselves. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm gonna be curious to read your chart and see what you're here to do and if you're in alignment with that. Heck yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Vice versa. I would if you're open to it. I don't know like if you would want that, but I would totally switch with you. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. So I can feel that my I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he's Who? he's a heavy hitter. If you haven't heard Gary Vaynerchuk, highly recommend looking him up right now. Uh, <laughs> right now, <got laughs> right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he's just he's an amazing fucking person, and he believes in putting like he he's helping entrepreneurs. He's helping people like step into their power, and he has a book out there. It's called um, Jab 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 Right Hook, as well as Crush It. Now it's time to cash in on your uh, passions and creativity and all that and what something like that. But um, in the book, he talks about like finding your like living by your DNA, meaning. If you're not a fucking writer, don't write. If you have a great voice and you like being on camera and you have a personality for it, be on camera. Don't go against your DNA and like who you are. And so like I'm not a writer. I hate writing to be honest. So I'm figuring out now that I'm like, a writer. Well, I'm figuring out that I want to be on video and, and voice. Like I'm a That's I cool. have a good voice for podcasts and mm. I enjoy being. I have a I have the personality for Gemini rising for video. Right, right. Speaking, <laughs> communicating. Uh, so I think my my iteration of human design is going to be changing very soon to video and having pictures come up with it because I'm a good video editor as well. Well, I will tell Are you, you on Instagram. I am uh, Mystic with a K, so M Y S T I K dot Mermaid. Hmm. I'm not going to spell Mermaid. But. <laughs> <laughs> you on Facebook? Uh, Mer. I, I don't have a pre- my Facebook's more for my family. I'm not really into oh, okay. just just Instagram really. I'm not. I'm trying to work my way up on social media. I, I just don't hate it. Do Instagram. I do Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not into social media. I think it's kind of evil. Uh, it's a tool. I don't think it's evil. It's a tool. It's I don't think it's inherently evil. I think that people have 
So you, you should need to prey on other people. Absolutely, but I think you should listen to Gary Vaynerchuk because he goes into why social media can really make or break your entire career. Ooh, interesting. And he's big on social media. He's big on catching the trends and like s- seeing if you can catch a trend before it gets big, then that's going to help you really trend like be a trendsetter, right? And getting ahead of that game. I was uh, uh, have you ever heard of like Boss Babe? Mm, I think so. it was uh, it was actually on um, Sahara Rose's oh, okay. uh, podcast. Like Another she- big hitter in the human design world. Um, Sahara. Sahara. Oh, Sahara. Tomato, tomato. Like the desert. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Sahara Rose. I love it. Correct. Yeah, she's a really good pod. Or she has a really good podcast. Um, the po- the highest self, I think it's called. Yeah, highest self podcast. And uh, anyone who wants to listen at that out there, um, it's a really good one. Um, but she has a lot of cool guests on, and uh, one of them was called I think Boss Babe, and they talk about like how like getting ahead of you know literally being the trendsetter rather than following because you know there's power in that and it's the same thing (laughs) in cryptocurrency if you can he if you hear it while it's a rumor and you cash in on it and then you sell it when it's a trend or when it becomes big then you're ahead of the game yeah pretty much so it's the same thing with social media it's the way technology evolved too Yeah, yeah just listen to uh your environment yeah. Pay attention to what's too. going on around you. Yep. Energy speaks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and on that break. <laughs> and on that note, I thank you all, uh, divine, beautiful souls, for listening. And I thank you two for coming on Energy Speaks Podcast. This is Energy Speaks Podcast. Shalom. <laughs>